Hey, y'all, before we get started, if you are enjoying this podcast, if you've listened to several episodes and have learned anything, if you'll do me a favor, take a screenshot and share this with someone who is a newbie in your life, who's interested in NFTs, but might feel overwhelmed. We want to get this education into the hands as many or the ears as many people as we can. So if you'll do me a favor and share this with one person in your life who you know would enjoy this content and have some fun learning about NFTs, we definitely appreciate it. Let's get into the show. I heard a term in the NFT slash crypto world that I never heard before, and it's aping. What the hell does it mean? We're about to tell you. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs, but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. Aping means buying a crypto asset without much in the way of research or thought. You can just, you know, go with the vibes. The assets just feel right. So you know what you do? You run up on there and you buy it. You've done it. We've done it. A lot of the community as a whole's done it. Don't lie to yourself. But you know that the wealthiest people in crypto have one thing in common. They've been holding it for years. The more years the more wealth. They're all about that hodl life, y'all. But with the right approach and sizing, aping can also generate positive returns. So let's be very clear here. Uh We've never claimed to be financial advisors, but we're also not (laughs) suggesting that you ape, okay? Not straight up suggesting that you ape uh, because crypto moves really fast. So we get it. There's opportunities every single freaking day. And sometimes you just don't want to do the research because you may think to yourself, by the time I do all these hours of research, you might have missed out on some of the multiples of that project or that coin or whatever the hell launched that freaking day. And by the way, if you've ever aped and it worked out for you or it worked out horribly for you, tell us, you could hit us up on Twitter, you could DM us on Insta, you could hit it in the Discord, but we want to know. When you say aping, like what's what do you think of in your head? Like, do you have a picture in your head? I think of bored apes. I think of, I yeah, I think too. of like we have been yeah. conditioned. I see this bored totally. ape kind of running towards me with his arms out, like bouncing. It's weird. <laughs> I it's the, creepy. The it's fact scary. that the, the funny thing is, if this wasn't like a full length article and then I looked at it and saw that like this does exist and is fairly common, I would be like, dude, this literally could just be like this prank. <laughs> to see if they could, people could spread the word aping around, you know, like literally. For real, for real. But it's not. So, and the reason, I, and that's what I was about to say is I have an article, a very in-depth one that I used uh, for a lot of this from Bankless, which I subscribed to their newsletter, which is really informative. So it talks about how to ape responsibly and we are going to break it down right meow. Now, first off, let's define the ape. When buying a token or NFT, you can either invest or you can ape. I didn't know these were the two options, but apparently that's it. Invest or ape. Of course, investing is slower, research-driven, doing your Sherlock Holmes work that we've talked about many times. It makes your mama proud, but this creates a couple of things. Number one, conviction. 
Number two, building a viable collection or portfolio for your money peoples. Aping doesn't care about any of that stuff. You know, they go and ape up and her. It's a quick hit. It's like when you're starving on a road trip and you get a Snickers at a gas station instead of Chick-fil-A, which, you know, I mean, obviously Chick-fil-A is a way healthier option here. Not really. It's the belief that you can make some quick money with no real due diligence, but because there's no real conviction, you can also expect to lose all of it. So small amounts of money this seems so, I guess, opposite of what we've been preaching for the past almost 100 episodes. But I think that's what I just said there, kind of the key. You also expect to lose it. So it's not like you're doing research and thinking everything's going to be hunky-dory. You kind of go into it expecting that, yeah, this could totally lose. I forget who it is, someone I follow, and they said, have a slush fund for your business, meaning money that you can use to try something completely random for your business or learn something completely random and just 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 to have fun, just to kind of open up, you know, your mind or whatever. Or you can lose it. It's cool if you lose it. Yeah, exactly. But you're totally cool losing it. You have zero expectations. So are we saying don't do any research at all? No, I definitely can't do that shit. So here's what the article outlines as some of the basic things to do if you're in an aping mood. So this is kind of like a 15-minute plan is how I like to think about it. Number one, if you're going to do some research, here's what you should check out. And obviously, we've gone in depth about some of these things, but it's still interesting. One, the team. Check the background of the team. Have they delivered before? Okay, have they delivered before and like they're in real life stuff? And if they rug you, what's at stake? They've talked about this Pixelmon community that went through this horrible, horrible kind of rug pull where they were just making Pokemon-ish characters, but they were pixelated and they were giving previews, blah, blah, blah. They dropped three ETH mint. So when they had the reveal, these things were the worst art ever, like ever, ever. It went berserk and it dropped to 0.03 ETH in value. Wow. And it's because these people did not have everything set up. Like good intentions, bad judgment is what I like to say. So check the team. Because that team is probably never going to survive that. Competition, I like this one a lot. Is this a -a one-of-a-kind project pushing into new territory for the first time? Or is it a sexy team in a crowded field of sexy teams working on the same type of project? I love that. Uh, And then it says, if there's tons of competition, you may want to ape less. Audits, this I don't know about, and I think we need to have someone on the show about it. Has a protocol been audited before? By which company? Blah, 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 blah. So there's ways to actually get audited. And I think we covered this in our smart, we covered this with James. And You can have like a no kidding audit. I think that's very intelligent. And then token distribution, I don't know anything about this. This is a little bit more if you're just kind of on the investing side. Another way to tell is token distribution. Basically what they're trying to say is, you know, what is optimal token distribution, meaning to the community? 50% 50% to the community treasury. This is this is what they consider optimal, or I'm sorry, at Koopa Troopa on Twitter said, 17.5% for both teams and investors, 10% for the ecosystem incentives, 5% for airdrop stuff, and then zero for public sales. So anyway, all that is is just kind of like what an ideal maybe breakdown is. The reason I even mentioned that is because if 50% is not going to the community treasury and you're part of this community, and 50% of it is going to Heather Parity, then 35% is going to Rich Cardona, and then whatever's left over is we'll do for the shit we promised you, probably not a good look. 
Hey newbies, our friend Sean has made an online course called NFTs Simplified. So consider it an extension of the things that we've tried to help you do. Now this course is going to cover a few things and we want to tell you about it because it is very affordable and it is very worthwhile. So obviously we're going to cover what an NFT is, how to transfer Ether crypto into your wallet, how to buy an NFT, NFT security basics, all so that you can do the things you want. Some of you want to make money, some of you want to invest money, some of you want to make sure your NFTs and your monies are safe. And that's exactly uh, why we're pairing up with Sean for this. So there will be five video lessons and there's also plenty of course handouts and notes. Uh, I'm looking at some of the reviews right now. Here's one from Halim saying the course is great. I love the graphics and wish I had time to watch all this before I tried to do it myself. So there's additional reviews just like that, that made us confident to partner with him and to offer this course to you for 19 bucks. Okay. That's about three Starbucks grande drinks. Okay. So think about it, 19 bucks to keep your NFTs safe, to get you some of that extended knowledge that you want and to just have a course from someone who is driven to help you. So we'll link it in the show notes. See you next time. So here's an important tip. Make sure you ape from a separate wallet. Scammers will take advantage of your FOMO as you try to speedily scoop up tokens and NFTs. That's why whenever you ape, do it from a separate hot wallet. Spin up a new MetaMask and transfer the funds over. This advice will save you if you're interacting with contracts from a unique interface. But if you're on a project's website and there's a unique button that incorporates some smart contract logic, it's safer to use a separate wallet. I've actually seen this advice quite a bit in our Discord, Rich, where people are talking about using uh, multiple wallets and making sure. I mean, again, it's a little bit of a hassle with gas fees and it costs a little bit more, but I think that's a really smart, tiny investment that could really save you long term. Yeah, so I never really thought of that. And I think I do have a backup wallet. And I think we we obviously have a wallet. Oh, I haven't even checked that thing. Who knows know, what's in right? there? Um, <laughs> probably a good idea, right? Especially if you're not super confident, then yeah. I mean, I understand how important it is to mint on your own website. But it's also like scary for me, man. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'd rather go to OpenSea. Forget aping, put aping to the side. I mean, a lot of people are using separate wallets just to mint. And then when it's, you know, revealed or whatever, then they'll transfer it to their to their main wallet, which is just a good, again, it's an extra step, but it's a good security measure. So the last thing is tracking sentiment on social media if you're going to ape, okay? Meaning, like, look, you're going to fall into a confirmation bias. You've done it, I've done it, we've all done it, where you just kind of see people talking, talking, talking. Then all of a sudden you go to the Discord and everyone's like, this thing's going to go to the moon and da, 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 da. Don't sleep on this. Yeah, what you should do, and Christo talked about this, if you're, if just be suspicious anyway, and if you're suspicious, prove yourself wrong. So seek information that negates what you believe, meaning like, what are veterans saying about the project? What are people who are like really, who are actual developers? If they're saying anything contrary to what everyone else is saying, then you should probably freaking listen. And I didn't know this, but and we'll have to link it in the show notes, but Twitter has an advanced search engine that can help you look for negative news around a project's launch. And if you see any red flags, then you can obviously consider aping less, but that's pretty cool. So we'll definitely link that in the show notes. Do you ever get in aping moods or what? Um, Probably not. 
I think I'm still too much of a newbie to really get into this, but I think my main takeaway from learning about aping is the importance of intention with it. It's not something you, it sounds like you're just like haphazard, like doing whatever, but actually there's a strategy behind aping. And again, going back to your not expecting to lose, but totally cool if you lose, it's a game, it's a gamble. And I think there's, it's interesting. There's a whole little world of, of aping out there that we don't maybe know about as newbies. What about you? Are you going to be aping like a fool? No, dude. Like I know you wouldn't. <laughs> no, it's like you got. I don't care how long we've been doing this show and how close we are to reaching a million downloads. Like we like being newbies, meaning like we like do. not I doing do. all the craziness. Like, we like delivering information. We like doing a podcast together, and we like knowing that I'm just gonna kind of let whatever's in my wallet just sit there and cook because you don't want to touch it anyway because of taxes. So if any massive gains, just wait for. Well, I really like going in deep with smaller. I, mean, I haven't really, you know, gotten as involved in the communities that I am in as much as I would like. But I really like being more slim with NFTs, 100%. And knowing more projects deeper and all that. And I don't know. I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of money to be made and a lot of strategy, but I think there's a space for those who are like you and I, Rich, too, to still be in the game and not be aping. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like to think I'm just going to get some here and there and I'm just going to let them sit. And then sometime and forever from now, I'll be like, oh, damn, I forgot about this. Yeah. And just be like, yeah, cool. All right. So we have our question a day. Are you a saver or a spender? It's a complex question. I don't think you can answer either or. I was thinking about it today because, you know, I have very high financial aspirations. And I want them so I could spend, but like spend on like, I, I have this like vision in my head of like flying my whole family to Sicily, Italy, you know, and just being like, yeah, I, I want to spend, but I also know I need to, to save to spend because you need to save in order to kind of multiply your money and make it work for you. So I, that's kind of how I look at it. I remember one time I went on this date with this dude. It only happened once. It was a horrible experience. But he said one thing that has always stuck to me like years and years later. Horrible date. But he dropped some wisdom like in a second. I was like, oh, shoot. He said, I don't think it was his, but to make sure you spend money on experiences and not possessions. 100%. And I think that's where I'm a spender. I'm really weird on like, I won't spend money on food. Like I'll find the cheapest food. I hate food waste. For some reason, there's something about food. I don't know what it is. Probably need some therapy there. But for some reason, experiences I'll spend money on. Like if we're like, oh, we're going to go on this tour or we're going to do this or that. I want to go and I want to experience you. it. I love stuff like that. But food to me, you eat it and it's done. It fuels you for the next experience. But I know sometimes food is an experience for people. But it is. It, that's a really good point. I'm, I'm, but I'm with you on the experience thing. Jesse Itzler is really big on that, right? Like creating Love experiences. That. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. That's why I'm like envisioning all these things. Like it doesn't involve, you know, like a private jet and it doesn't involve a Lambo. It just involves like my family with big fucking smiles on their faces in some obscure country or doing some crazy fun stuff. Like yeah. period. So I'm with you. We're aligned on that. And if you're aligned with us, then hit us up. Let us know what you think think about the show. Let us know how you're feeling. Let us know what questions you have. And you know where you could do that? You could do it in the Twitter machine. You could do it on the Instagrams, which we're live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Or you could obviously go to our Discord. But we love you guys. We can't thank you enough. And here we are, Heather, inching closer and closer to podcast milestone that many will never achieve. Yay. I know. It's so crazy. All right, everyone. Later. Bye. Bye.